Hey chefs, this is the intro to the uh, Super Divorce Supercast this week, and this time um, my wife joins us for a little bit. Hello. And we got deep towards the end. We did. I'm not really sure how we got there, but we talk about how uh, we did another episode of Super Divorce Go Shopping, um, and then it was probably all this. It's alcohol. Yeah, we drank a lot. And then what did we even talk about before we started talking about religion? Um, the, horror the, movies, the shitty movies, the, the shitty movies, movies, the discs. Yeah, yeah. The bullshit with Vestron. Yeah, we bullshit with Vestron. We got we got bones to pick. But then eventually, honestly, we get on the topic of religion, and then we talk about school. Yeah. So it's not. But look, look. If you're a religious person, take heart because. It's not like it was a religious bashing no, thing. It no, was like no, we no. had a we just a, talked about we it. We talked about it in general. Yeah, it's right. Welcome for religions of all ages. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then eventually and that led to school because I went to Catholic school, so it yeah. was like a progression. Well, why do you think Jesus turned water into wine? It gets people on that level. Yeah, you want to go deep. Yeah, you know. Right. You're having the Last Supper. Yeah, get drunk first. You're going to go a little tipsy. You're going to open up. Right. And you're going to get on that level. So that's what we did. We that's got on we that did. level a little bit. We got bit. on that level tonight. So. Um, so, uh, but while you're listening to the podcast, make sure you check us out all across social media and the internet and whatever. Um, start at superdivorceme.com. That's our mother base, your one-stop shop for the Super Divorce Superverse. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that came out quite right. What? Yeah, the yeah, one-stop shop for the Super Divorce Superverse. Oh, never mind. What did you think I said? I, <laughs> thought, you, yes. I thought you mucked up Super Divorce. No, no, you're no. drunk. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're no, drunk. No, Your no. ears uh, are drunk. I'm pretty sure from superdivorceme.com you can link to all of our social media endeavors. You can find us on Facebook. Super uh, Facebook.com slash Super Divorce, Twitter at Super Divorce, uh, Instagram at Super Divorce Band. And where do they find you? If you want to find me, follow me on Instagram at Bender Butt. Okay. And if you want to find Nicholas, you can go to literally any social media and type in at Nicholas Villars, and he may or may not be there. Or. Yeah. Add him on Steam at Venom underscore Villars. That's right. Yeah. What is your social media? Jesse Villars. Is it Jesse Villars? Mm-hmm. At Jesse Villars. Instagram at Jesse Villars. Yeah. Facebook Jesse Villars. Grinder.com slash Jesse Villars. <laughs> 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 Grinder is like the gay Tinder. <laughs> no, I don't want to be on there. Follow follow Jesse on Instagram because she's amazing. Uh, also follow uh, Studio Eighty Five Tattoo yeah. on Instagram Thanks. because everybody that Everybody's works there is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, work. So we're gonna plug them. And also, please <clears throat> enjoy this episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Enjoy, chefs. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey man, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. Nicholas here. And Bender. Uh, we're going to start with Beer Me, and we're going to be drinking a beer that we actually picked up last week. Um, it's like a limited edition type deal. 
2015. 2015 limited edition. It's in like a giant wine bottle is what it looks like, but it's, uh, I assume the brewery is Tap X or Schneider Weiss. I don't know which one, but it's, uh, Aventinas Cuvée Barrique. Is Very what, sophisticated. Is what we're drinking. So, ooh. It smells like wine. We were told it. we were told by our friend at the quick stop that this was a very wine-ish beer. So I don't know. Highly complex blend of barrique of matured Aventinas and matured Aventinas Icebach bottled conditioned with our famous house yeast. So I'm not really sure what like three quarters of those words mean. <laughs> it's ale matured in oak barrels. Ale That's matured what it in says oak right barrels. Here. There we go. So. That makes more sense to me. And then we've got one more description on the back. Oh okay, god, here we go. Both matured for several months in various oak barrels. Th a thrilling transformation with new berry-like and pleasantly sour aromas. As the influence of the barrique varies every year each batch will be different huh wheat doppelbach 9.5 alcohol percentage by volume which isn't a lot for a whole bottle like that i feel like well the, what was it the that Rumpkin? 12 ounce was 17.9 that stuff was ridiculous 16.9 that is insane that is an insane amount of beer amount of alcohol in a beer This has a kind of a gloppy pour. Yeah, it does. Because of the uh, shape of the bottle. Yeah. Very fizzy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm not really sure what to expect from this. I don't know. It's almost like I just poured myself a Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does that top it off? Tops it off right, right there. Okay. Well, we're drinking out of your. Uh, what are these called again? Sam Adams. You didn't like the name. I remember? don't like the name. Isn't it called? Oh, the Sam Adams Perfect Pint. <laughs> yeah. Such a dumbass <laughs> name. Well, cheers anyway. Cheers. This is the literal champagne of beers. It is. It is if you made beer into a champagne. Like not not like high life. No. Because that's what they call it. But Yeah, that's right. No, this is like This has like the tartness. Of some of your tartier champagnes, and it's obviously very effervescent mm -hmm. and bubbly, mm -hmm. but it's dark like a beer, and it's, I mean, it feels much weightier than uh, champagne does. It does. Um, it feels like drinking flat soda. Yeah. It's like drinking a flat Sprite. That somebody has also, like, spiked with, like... Maybe vodka. 
vodka or even if they like poured some coke into it you know the drink not the drug no. <laughs> uh like i don't know it's i mean it's not bad no i'm not gonna like throw up no i'll drink this whole thing and probably enjoy it but it's just a very it's a weird it's weird thing it's a weird beverage here mm-hmm. that we've got mm-hmm. the schneider weiss I mean, I just wonder if this is, like, someone's favorite. I would have a hard time imagining that this is somebody's favorite. Like, favorite beer ever. It's, like, somewhere between... Okay, it's almost like if you took a cider and gave it the skunky taste of beer. Because, there are so many things honest, it's like. Yeah. But it's none of them. But it's unique. I mean, you can say that about it. It's unique. It is unique. It's like throwing me for a loop. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm working, trying to figure out how to describe it exactly. Mm-hmm. But because it's also got a little. Well, I think they said berry. They mentioned berry. It's yeah. got a little bit of like a fruity kind of thing going on. Right. Right. Notes of fruit, but it's very tart. Mm-hmm. Texture-wise, though, like the mouth feel, if you will. Is very reminiscent of like a flat soda because it's like a little bit bubbly, but uh, yeah, but then it gives you it's it just it very much feels like your mouth feel and the sensation you get drinking it is very close to wine and champagne mm. or a, like a Moscato, it's closer to white wine, which is weird because it's dark. Um, I'm very in the middle about it. Yeah. Like, I don't hate it, but I def- I don't love it. It's just like a weird... I'm going back to it each time, thinking maybe I'll like this sip better than the last one. Each yeah. time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I commend it for its uniqueness. Yeah. I think my, that's the biggest, my biggest like about this is that it is a unique beverage it makes you think mm-hmm. you have to sit here and contemplate what you're drinking while you're drinking it yeah kind of forces you into that arena mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which not many beverages do that mm-hmm. so rats off to you for that much what's what's your name G Schneider and son yeah. With an H. Solon. Solon. <laughs> Tap X. Where is this made, by the way? Does it say? I think it's an import. Uh, if it's not an import, I'll be disappointed. Kelheim, Germany. Okay. So it's a beer from Deutschland. Yeah. Deutschland, of course, being Germany. Right. If you didn't know that. No, I knew that. Well, well, listeners. Oh, okay. Did you know we're like the only people who call Germany, Germany? Everybody else calls it Deutschland? Yeah. Like, they don't call themselves Germany. It's like, well, we don't really like that, so we're going to call you something different. I'm going to take a second to send a text message. Okay. Go but, for it. Uh, 
I'll just... I can obviously still hear you because yeah. I'm standing right here. <laughs> I just had to stand up because my phone is on the charger and it's across the room. Let's see. I'll continue to uh, narrate my experience here with this experience here. There was one burp. Some beers, I like to take a sip and then kind of keep it, keep it in the mouth and do a little swish. Mm-hmm. This, I feel, is better if you don't do that. Yeah. If you just kind of take your drink and then swallow it, it's like the natural path that it follows in that course makes it a little more enjoyable than if you keep it in your mouth and you start swishing it around then it's like I feel like I'm getting confused mm-hmm. if I do that then if you want to pick out the individual flavors that's something good to do if you're trying to enjoy it then I think it's better to just down it yeah I'm not saying chug no I'm saying take just a take, sip yeah and take your damn sip and don't right play around with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then it passes through and in the passage, everything kind of goes in sequence as it should. Yeah. I guess. Right. Perhaps that's how it's intended to be enjoyed. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I. Hmm. It's just weird. It's a weird beverage, and I, I like it. I don't love it. I just like it. Hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> Say this hell of a lot better than ipa right yeah it is yeah there's our we have to disparage <laughs> the ipa every time now mm-hmm. fuck ipas <laughs> so we just did we just went shopping yeah we had super divorce go shopping episode two we filmed it so you we film to, everything now you'll be able to watch that probably by the time you're listening to this yeah i'm, I'm gonna get on i'm gonna get on that because what happened before was uh, it's a small sidebar, but we had a bunch of uh, video content that got backed up when I took my last minute trip to Boston, and when I came home, there were like, I think, I think like six different video productions, if you mm-hmm. will, that, that needed to be edited and uploaded and I mean, it's not like our productions are extremely over the top or, you know, technically demanding, but it, it just, it's a little time consuming if you get behind right. to get caught back up. Right. So, uh, my wife has decided to join us here. Hello. Like, Hi. She's kind of, you're in like the, I feel like you have that person at the radio station, uh-huh. like on the radio show, who's like over there. Yeah. Where she is right now. Should yeah. I, should I stay here? I mean, if you're going to be on the show, even for a little bit, you should probably come over here. Will I be, like, screaming at no. people? Well, just don't scream. Well, you can pull the oh, damn chair over. <laughs> it's not glued to the floor. <laughs> well, you know, thought sitting on the floor would be fun. Ugh. I mean, do what you want, Got I guess. Got all these things in my hands. Anyway, what, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, we, we went shopping. Yeah. So... Yeah, we went up to FYE at 
a place that I can't remember. The Beaver Creek Mall. I don't know what it's Fairfield called. Commons. Fairfield Commons. Because that is now the only place that I know of that still has a Suncoast. And we have... We both have a soft spot for Suncoast. We do, yeah. I think we've probably talked about this before, but the first horror movies that I ever owned came from Suncoast. Yeah. Like, the first ones that I bought with my own money. Uh-huh. I was probably in, like, eighth grade. I think that's when I I had my first paper route, and we would go to the mall sometimes. You've literally done everything. I have. Like, who the fuck? That's where I, the man who has a paper route jobs. anymore? <laughs> like, Nick. Nick Villars had a paper route at one time. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that those, like, don't exist anymore for kids to get into. They I mean, probably do. I mean, nobody really reads a paper anymore. Well, well they, those ones that get just thrown out. Nobody likes those. Well, I know, but someone Still delivers a job. them. Well, I've always seen people in cars doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you, you get like truck drivers and older vans people. that'll just yeah. like toss them out. Well, my mom used to drive me around. Oh, really? Because my but... route was kind of far from our house. Uh... So, but I would have to, you'd get this, the bundles of paper and then right. you'd have to bag them and all that stuff yourself. Mm. Anyhow, yeah, I, I bought like the first four Friday the 13th VHS tapes from Suncoast in the wow. mall. And, uh... It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It smells just like it's malt vinegar. It's, it's tangy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That, that almost made me question whether or not I wanted to, t- t- to taste no, it. No, it's good. It's just weird. It tastes a lot like malt vinegar. I don't get that at all. No? No. It is tangy. It's tart. <clears throat> yeah. What is that? What is it kind of beer? Schneider oh. Weiss. Is that supposed to be the best beer ever that he said? Well, it doesn't taste that good. I don't know if he said it was the best uh, beer ever. He yeah. said he liked it a lot. Oh. He wanted to try it. It's like an exclusive. They only brew it like once a year or some. He bullshit. said he, yeah, because he he said he tried to get like a whole case of it, and, and they the would only give him two. Yeah, he's like you can have these. Do you think they just make beer and then there's just like a lot of old men sitting around with their feet soaking in that for like a full year, and that's what gives it the flavor? No. <laughs> My mom always said beer tastes like sweat socks. Yeah, well, see. I don't I think don't that. Think that's what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> like to me. People do use their feet for wine. Yeah. So I know. I remember that really popular internet video where that woman was squishing the grapes with her feet, and then she like fell off and made the most horrible sounds that a human can make. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the first um, viral videos I think that you ever showed me, and that was like a thing that people. No. Yeah. I showed you viral videos before then. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Though. I feel like the first viral videos that I remember seeing were probably like from. Uh, e-bombs were thank you no, yes i'm not talking about yeah. that i'm talking those about those were viral videos no, I, I watched those too but i feel like i don't know like okay i shouldn't have said viral i mean like when those like news stories that would get like, like the i like, like turtles kid and, yeah just like i don't know more of like your your youtube era stuff mm, well sorry dude e-bombs world changed the internet no. they did they did that because without E-Bombs World and the Flash videos... Newgrounds. Newgrounds as well. Like, we... The internet wouldn't be what it is today. Newgrounds, I think, started 
kind of that whole deal. Did they? Yeah. Well, they were flash videos. But they were That's interactive, where we... weren't they? Some of them. They had like Homestar Runner and stuff. Was that on Newgrounds? Yeah. And couldn't you like microwave the hamster? Wasn't that a thing? That or sounds like something, something that was on there. <laughs> I think there was like something where you could microwave a creature and it would like explode. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I started on e-bombs. <laughs> like, well, I didn't know about Newgrounds till later. Oh, yeah. Newgrounds was around before e-bombs world. That okay. was like the first... Newgrounds was around when I was like... I remember getting on on Newgrounds in like 8th grade. Uh, okay. And like, before that, what you had were like just attachments that got sent around through email, mm-hmm. you know, and then like the first viral sort of websites came up that kind of curated all that content. Right. But yeah, I remember for some reason I remember seeing one like this one was really old, probably when I was like sixth grade and uh, my friend was like in his dad's email and he opened one up and it had like one of those attachments, one of those silly ones that had been forwarded to like a million people. Uh-huh. And it was like a, a casket, like a, a view of the casket. So you couldn't see the body. It was just like a side view. Okay. But then you saw like the tip of a penis <laughs> and it just said like death by Viagra. Oh my God. And it God. was like, you know, forward to like uh-huh. thousands of people. And it's just like, that's... That's the kind of stuff that people were passing around before YouTube. Jesus. (laughs) That's hilarious. Or like a gif of, you've probably seen it, where the monkey like scratches his ass and like smells its hand and like falls off the tree. Uh That was another one of those early internet. (laughs) Just just sent around. Yeah. Like your grandma and everyone in her office were sitting around that kind of stuff. That's funny. And it's weird that that's, that those that audience was probably, I guess, more in on the viral stuff of that day than younger kids were. Right. Because we weren't connected to a bunch of people through email at that point. Right. I don't think young young kids weren't connected until social media came up, and then. Well, we had AIM. Yeah, yeah. You know? AIM started that, and then. But when that first started, it was only text. Right. You know? And well, I never had like an aim pro- like profile other than like your descript your little info box. What was it called? What was that even called? Your what, uh, AOL hometown? No, I thing? never had that. Like on a on aim, mm-hmm. you would click their profile or where you would put all the little you'd put all your shit in there. Like what was that? It, I feel like it had a specific name. I don't. It, maybe it was profile. Mm. Where your away message would show <laughs> up. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would click people's something, and then it would just all have text in there about things. Maybe it was profile. I don't really remember because I don't remember thinking of it. As in the same way you think of a profile now. Yeah. Like your profile on MySpace and your profile on, on Facebook and even your profile on Twitter. Like is that word has like a specific connotation to it. This wasn't that necessarily. This is just like if you're talking to somebody, you could click a button and 
a box would pop up where they would just like have song lyrics typed out. That's what I normally did. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what the name, what like the what, word yeah. for it was, but it wasn't. I don't think it was profile. Do you remember what? Jess? What Bender's trying to think of the name specific to your aim? What you might consider a profile, if there was another name for it, like you would click on someone's screen name and then you'd see their mm -hmm. information. That other box would pop up and yeah. you could scroll down and people would put song lyrics and stuff. Yes, in there, yeah. yes. Yeah. What was that like referred to as? Um, I think it was just your user info. I don't think it had a cool name. User info. I mean, I don't it remember. could be. It's I mean, been so it, long. It still exists. You could download it and figure out what it's called, but. Might have just been profile, you know. Just click the button. Mm -hmm. huh. That's that's our other beer. You yeah. had a better non-foot beer over there. Well, we're gonna well, get to it. Oh, I'll wait then. Yes. I'll I'll sit here and drink my water. <laughs> but we got totally off track. We went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason we went shopping was because we have decided to do a Wishmaster Warlock franchise off yeah mm. a franchise face off yeah if you franchise will. face off that's a franchise nice face off way of putting it and i've only ever seen like some compilations of clips from warlock and it looks it looks wonderfully awful so that's why i'm excited to watch it i and believe that's why i that's why i insisted on taking this one because i actually have been wanting to see these and uh -huh. I don't know much at all about Wishmaster so like I said I wasn't trying to be a dick no no no, no. it's totally fine I just like I don't really care <laughs> I'm like I always pretend that I'm gonna save money and then I'm like you know what who cares I don't yeah. care that's me uh, well the first Wishmaster is directed by Wes Craven yeah. or rather is presented by Wes Craven who directed Robert Kurtzman. Not to be confused with Robert Kirkman. Oh, Wishmaster 3 is directed by Chris Angel. <laughs> really? The Chris Angel? And Wishmaster 4. Chris Angel. No, probably not the Chris <laughs> Angel, but... Uh, I don't... I've seen none of these. The, so we got... Nick got three Warlock movies, the Warlock trilogy, and I got uh, four Wishmaster movies. I think I remember being a small child and catching part of Wishmaster on a network. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure somebody wishes that somebody dies and somehow the person that they want to die ends up impaled on a stuffed deer head. Much like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Is Chris Walken in one of those? That's Prophecy. Prophecy. You're thinking of Prophecy. I'm thinking of Prophecy. It's another one I've never seen. Oh, but Wishmaster has Tammy Lauren, Andrew Divoff, D-I-V-O-F-F, Divoff, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, and Robert Unglund. You've met Kane oh. Hodder? Yep. He's such a cool guy. Remember when we first saw him, I thought he was DDP for a minute from far yeah. away. I was like, you're like, oh my gosh, look who it is. I was like, is that DDP? And you're like, no, that's Kane Hodder. I'm like, who's that? Mm -hmm. 
He looks I didn't a lot know. like DDP. <laughs> well, Mark had been hanging out with him all weekend, so I yeah. just thought it was DDP. I didn't know. They're, Kane, they're pretty decent buddies. Kane Hodder has killed more people on screen than any other actor ever. Really? Yes. Did you uh, Did you tell Bender about the first time that Lazarus met Kane at I'm, dinner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sat mm-hmm. him on his lap and he, he taught him how to do ch I have his was. signature tattooed on my ankle. Ooh. Right there. Oh, that is fancy. I like that. Right under the 13th. I still need to let Corey do my tattoo. What? Oh, your Mayweather McGregor thingy? Mm hmm. Did I ever. Did yeah, you, you told that? me. Yeah. I know, you're a man of your word. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. You need to get your earring put back in. I know. Or else I'm going to have to do it for you. I lost my earring that night. Oh, uh, what? Oh, the uh, Mayweather night? Yeah. Mayweather McGregor. When Jason and I were grappling. Uh, it, I, I lucky I, didn't rip out. Uh-huh. I know. I have something you can put in it for now. Lots of, lots of cool I'm things. thinking about just doing 5-0-0. Zero, zero. No, you are not putting that on your knuckles. I might just do that. Nope. Yeah. No, Corey can't tattoo knuckles anyway. It'll look like shit. That's really, it's really difficult to do. Why is it really difficult? Because, I mean, Amanda still doesn't even tattoo knuckles yet. It's like something... Well, maybe that'll, te- it'll like be an incentive to up her game quickly. It's not that. It's gonna, it's it's gonna more... look like shit. No, yeah. it just, it, it's really, it's a difficult area to tattoo and to get to hold right. I, I mean, only know I, about this because Lindsay talks about it. Yeah, I mean... Just even, a simple number? Yes. Just a... Yes. Even myself, being somebody who's been tattooing, you know, over eight years, when I tattooed my own finger, I had to do it twice, and it's still, like, it kind of looks like shit, just because they do, they, they don't look that good. If you tattoo your knuckles, do something fucking cool, don't yeah. have, put a reminder of, like, a sad night that you had. No, it's, it's, it's hopeful. Well, put it somewhere else, don't put it, well, tattoo your knuckles with something cool. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> As your tattoo artist, I will tell you the same thing that I would tell anybody that came in or rather, to quote John Locke, don't tell me what I can't do. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to get Just Love tattooed on my knuckles <clears> one day. See, that's a cool thing to get on your knuckles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lindsay wants to get... Do you want get... me off the podcast now? No. no you I'll can... get out of here. No, Lindsay wants Stardust. Hmm. Yeah, she's always wanted Stardust. I don't know if I'll ever tattoo words on my knuckles. Really? Mm-hmm. If I do, Does she my... know about... I might do some imagery. I don't know if I'll do. Like, I'll, I want to eventually maybe get my hands done. Yeah. And I'll probably pull whatever. I like, like if I, maybe yeah. if I did, I would do, like, the, my knuckle tops. But I like that <clears throat> when they do a hand tattoo mm-hmm. and bring the design onto the knuckles. Mm-hmm. But I, I've i always wanted just love. I think it's just I wouldn't cool. go past, like, I wouldn't bring it all the way down. Because right. I'm, I'm sure, like, whatever's on the actual knuckle isn't going to hold. So I yeah. don't want to do that, but. I don't know, that'll be the last thing that I ever do, is pry my hands. Gonna I'm not going to do my hands until we get famous. Yeah, I think that's a good rule You're also, you you're going to do my neck when we get famous. Yes. But if, if I ever, as soon as I officially have to quit my job because we're making music, neck, neck tattoo, yeah. like... Right away. See, that would be a good time to get your hands tattooed. Mm-hmm. Well. You know. You never know. I do know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. 
Fun fact. The contents of three of these cans will fill a one liter beer stein very nicely. How about a coffee mug? Fun fact. Three of these beers uh, are almost as much percentage alcohol by volume that Rumkin has. (laughs) Not as much. Yeah, almost. Almost as much. 5.4. Yeah. That'd be pretty standard for a twelve. It would be sixteen point two. No, wait. Oh, I don't know the rules. I'm new I'm to this. Sp- You're supposed to wait. Okay. You gotta wait. Here. What are you gonna get on your neck? I I don't, oh, you don't know. know yet? I don't know. I just know that like you're gonna do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's... So well, we have to we have to tell the listeners which beer we're having and then what oh, we're gonna toast okay. and then you then you have your drink and then we go around and we can talk about it yeah oh. so it's the second part of beer me for this week beer me part two. Oh, this is uh <clears throat> carefully crafted in columbus ohio okay yeah this is the north high brewing company's nordenhawk oktoberfest oktoberfest beer yeah you can open it yeah. i just didn't want you to start yeah. swigging it well, it wasn't coming kind of woman do you think I, I wasn't gonna all yeah, right Oktoberfest Oktoberfest and 5.4 ABV they don't give you any other description on here how do you think that nope give that your best try what Norden oh Norden Norden Hawk Norden Hawk no. yeah that's what I said I always expect it to be more like <laughs> sounding you know <laughs> when it's German <laughs> I can't Norden I can't do the German like because I just like have Jewish roots, mm-hmm. so I just sound Jewish. There you go. And like if if you're in Germany, you don't want to sound no, Jewish. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good way to be. Yep. All right. Cheers. Cheers. On that note. Mm, I like that. It tastes like honey, kind of. It's much different than the last beer. Mm. It's vastly so, different than the last. So beer. just give me a sec. It is kind of honeyish. I know, it reminds me of honey. She's right. Does it have, hmm. is it brewed with honey? Wait. Well, I wish they would give you a damn description. I know, like, Because I feel like that's pretty, can. that's pretty, look, you could have put one right here. I no know, problem. there's a big open space. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. North High, what are you doing? Because I feel like it's pretty standard these days, especially in micro brews, that you get the yeah, nice. Yeah, a little. Yeah. We did this <laughs> to this beer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of complaining about companies. I have a bone to pick with Vestron Video, and I was just talking about this with Nick downstairs, and he kind of has a little bit of a bone to pick, too, but Vestron Video, if you're listening, they're a restoration Blu-ray company, you know, because we're such, we have such boners for (laughs) Blu-ray restorations. Uh, The Wishmaster set that I bought is a three-disc collection, and disc two says disc two on it, and disc three says disc three on it but disc one does not say disc one it's just a disc yeah Hmm. like by process of elimination i know which disc is disc one Mm -hmm. but just put it on there for consistency's sake like come on vestron what are you doing and my gripe yeah was that with my warlock set it comes with disc one Right. Actually, let me examine this to see if they put disc one I on here. I doubt it. Nope. No. 
So first of all, it does not say disc one on disc one. No. It does say disc two on disc two right here, as you can see. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Look. There it is. It does. See? There like, it is. Consistency. Consistency, Vestron. Okay. I was looking... At the bottom. Yeah, where yours was. Okay, it's a different, a different spot. All right, well, they at least got disc one, disc two correct on mine. But what they did is they put Warlock, the original, on disc one. Right. And then on disc two, you have Warlock uh, two and Warlock three. Right. And I feel like if you're going to give the original its own disc, give all of them their own disc. Or put them all on the same disc because yeah. it's a blu-ray disc and make the bone the other disc the bonus features yeah mm -hmm. that would be good yeah, but like, yours is the same way mine is the same way i have four movies in my collection but only three discs oh. now hopefully hopefully disc one is wishmaster one and two does it not give you a breakdown like no this i don't know see look no breakdown so you've mine got a actually disc one disc two breakdown. That's another continuity thing that you've you've got to get that right. There's no reason to not tell people. If you're going to give me multiple discs, tell me what's on each disc. Yeah. So that I don't have to put them into my Blu-ray player and does figure it, out. Does it say maybe on the disc? Because no. It, no. I don't even have any discs. So Jesse doesn't have discs. That. Jesse is out of the loop. I well, am. At least. So I'm pissed at Vestron too. <laughs> <laughs> I, me with discs for this I mean, like, and and honestly, I don't. I mean, yes, I'm griping about Vestron right now. I don't want to gripe too much though, because they are releasing Slaughter High on Blu-ray in the U.S. and I'm just ecstatic. I like. I enjoy that movie very much. It's a terrible movie, but I enjoy it. But seriously, Vestron, get your shit together. You're a brand new company. We've Maybe got they're still working on a few of the kinks. 11 you know? to 12 releases now. Well, they've got a storied history. They do. They've done this before in a different format. They so have. it's like. Uh, you know, like, mm, I've got my hand on my waist here, balled into a fist. Call up some of the old masters, maybe. Yeah. Who ran the show before. Right. And be like, hey, come on over here and take a look at what we've got going on. Maybe you can give us some direction. Yeah. I'm going to post on their Facebook. You didn't label disc one, disc one. <laughs> I bet they love that sort of thing. I'm sure they do. Probably. I doubt it. But I'm going to do it anyways. Hey, guys. Just so you know. Or, you know, they might want that for improvement. They could. They could. I'll have you know, just to get in the spirit, I put my hair in a side pony just for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore my fancy, mm. fancy glasses. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. How do you feel about the uh, beer cans that don't actually print on the can? It's just a giant sticker? Yeah. I don't really care that much. Honestly, like, because I can feel the seam. Yeah. Where they put the label on and wrap it around and then it stays, but like, eh. I don't know. <clears throat> it seems like a money-saving option. I wonder how much money you save by doing that. Probably not that much, honestly, but I it does I don't it doesn't really bother me. Maybe if you really want the like bright white print, it helps to use a label. We just had something mm -hmm. that had a white can though. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then they had a, like a sticker on top of it, so the can was white and the sticker 
wrapped around. Was it the uh, Four Oaks, Five Oaks Brewing or something like that? The peach beer? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it was a white can, and then the label wrapped around, like, the middle, and it was black. So, like, for this thing, you could just, you know, and then a white can, but... Hmm. I would never even notice that it has that on there. At least it's not peeling off. That's yeah, I mean, really it's not. Want. It's not like regular paper. It's like newspaper. It's not, you know, it's not just taped on there or anything. It's okay. <clears throat> I don't hate it. Maybe they're, a, you know, a new company just kind of getting getting going. Since 2011, oh, it shit. says. Well, they've so, had they've had time. Yeah. They've maybe, had time to put their flavors on the side of the can. Maybe when they first came out, they had no. They had no, packaging at all. Yeah. I feel like the um the design is very pleasing. It is. It's also very similar. I feel like to other Oktoberfest cans, like the Rheingeist can is. That's what I was saying. It was. It hit me as like a classic Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look fancy. It looks like something. It looks like. Maybe a traditional Oktoberfest you would have found at a, a convenience store in Deutschland in like the seventies. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it's fine. It's, I mean, it's good. It's fine. The checkers and or not white. Those blue. aren't checkers, but they're they're diamond <clears throat> diamond curved. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, white, and gold. Like it's very Oktoberfesty. Yeah. <sighs> Hmm. So I've seen it three times in theaters now. Three now, eh? Trying to go a fourth. When did you go, see it the third? I saw it with uh, Cody mm. um, on er, on Tuesday this week because Aria refuses to see it. Really? Yeah, she's apparently just like terrified of clowns. She's in like some fucked up yeah, I movies know. though, isn't I know. she? She's being a some baby about it. Some people have like clown things though, like I have worm things. What if... Pennywise would have been a giant dancing worm. Um, not... Did you how... see it? Yeah, yeah. It depends on how realistic it was. But no. If there was like a worm scene, I probably would have liked that. Yeah, I saw it. we saw it twice. Did you? <clears throat> like, would you watch Slugs? The movie Slugs? Yeah. I'm sure, probably. Yeah. What the fuck's the difference between a and slug she, and a worm? We saw Slither in theaters yeah, when it came funny. out. Slugs are different. They're pretty gross. It's like, but... It has to be a worm. For some reason. Like the most harmless. Well, there's a movie. I think there's a movie just like Slugs, but with worms. No, thank you. I'm pretty sure it's called Worms, Worms. believe it or not. I think. I don't know. But, like, I've seen Tremors, and that's fine, but that doesn't look like a real. But those are. Yeah, those are. mm, Just like, do the worms in Beetlejuice bother you? No. Didn't think so. No, it's just the. The just earthworms, like in real life. What about Earthworm Jim? No, he's a cartoon, so it's fine. Well, I mean, that, that doesn't look real. It's, it's not so much... Yeah, well, I always tell this to Nick, but it's not so much fear, it's more just pure disgust. Like, some people, they, like, can't stand the sight of vomit or blood. That's just, like, me with worms. I just hate looking at them. It just really makes me want to vomit. They're just... They're just yeah. But they don't have, they don't have like eyes, they don't have legs, little... they're so slimy, they just, like... 
like turtleneck around and they have the fucking the band you know like i hate the band i don't know why they have to have that <laughs> and then when you cut them up they still they still exist and then they move around still and that's a lot of things still exist if you cut them up i don't care chickens I, it's gross <laughs> lizard and tails when it rains they're all like see-through and disgusting and they're all over the floor and i don't mm, just everything about them i could just live without worms forever and some people eat them as like a gross thing to do and that's what was I, I think reading the, about there was Oh, it was uh, another Walking Dead thing. Is when Daryl, on one episode, like eats, he has to eat worms. Ew! Like a bunch of animal rights activists showed up on the set. Does he have like, any real worms? Does he really mm, have to put them in his mouth? Yeah, and like a bunch of animal rights activists showed up on the set to make sure that he spit them out and didn't actually swallow them. Ugh. And like, I wouldn't have after that. so he had to chew them up. No, he had, well, he had to like, put them in his mouth and, and then like that uh, to make it look like it. But he had to keep them in the middle of his mouth so that uh, like, when they cut away, he could uh, spit them out. But oh he goodness. said, he said afterwards that like he wanted to just eat them because he was interested to see what it would be like. And but he wasn't allowed to do it because these activists were there to make sure that he didn't really eat these worms. And it's like, so are you stupid. fucking kidding me? You can They're squish worms. them with your feet outside. Yeah. You buy them in a convenience store for the express purpose of putting them on hooks and throwing them out as bait. Yep. Like, I don't think that there's much going on there for a worm. It's wriggling around in the dirt. I, I can't imagine the experience of being a worm is all be that. Terrible. It's just, uh, come on. Yeah. We can unless you're, do better. Unless you're a Dr. Worm from They Might Be Giants, then you play the drums, at least. Is that his name? Dr. Worm. I didn't know that. It's not a guy, it's a song. Oh, okay. Dr. Worm. They call me Dr. Worm. Mm. Good morning, how are you? Mm. I'm Dr. Worm. I thought the drummer was called Dr. Worm. No, he's not <laughs> a real doctor, but he is a real worm. Okay. Oh. What? I don't like that. And he likes to play the drums. Call me Dr. Worm. Is that... Is Pretty that close. Yeah. They call me Dr. Worm. I was thinking like Dr. Worm. Good morning, how are you? Oh, I'm Dr. Worm. Yeah, it's really good. I was thinking like Dr. Love, but with Dr. Worm <laughs> They call me Dr. Worm. They call me Dr. Worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Close, but no. <laughs> the bait you're dreaming of. <laughs> Did you ever have a teacher in school whose last name was Bates? No. You didn't? No. Man, we did. Really? We had so much fun referring to him as Master Bates. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> I didn't see that coming. You didn't? You really? really? Me up I thought it was from a movie. Well, no, is I know, it? but we were... We yeah. Were... Which um, movie? I think it's a movie with Richard Pryor. I think it's The Toy. The oh. kid in the toy <clears throat> is named Master Bates. Oh. No, I was like, my brain was still in, like, the horror side of things. Yeah, so, so I was just thinking Norman about, Bates. No, I was just, like, thinking of, like, yeah, like, Norman mm. Bates, and you're in, like, a Bates motel joke or something, mm. and then you went, and, I don't Master know. Master Bates. I just, my head was not in the same place. It was the old as Bates and Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got fear all over myself. No, my, uh, my ninth grade religion teacher used to always tell a joke he was like you know a fossil mm -hmm. uh but he always used to tell a joke about 
how he used to go fishing and he couldn't get the worm on the hook so his dad would do it and his dad was a master baiter. Ew. <laughs> My relic of a religion teacher yeah. in Catholic high school told a masturbation joke what? on the regular. <laughs> I feel like that's that's like a I don't know. It's a, you hear about it. For some reason I'm thinking of like a eulogy. Yeah. And it's like someone up there and like well he was you know, he's one of those guys who could, he could laugh at a dirty joke just as well as he could laugh at a clean joke. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's like a quiet chuckle from yeah. amongst the audience. Because and... everybody knows he's secretly a perv. No, 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 just he wasn't just like he wasn't stuck up. Yeah, he just he was like he's like a man of the cloth, but but he, he told dirty jokes from time to time. Yeah, innocent dirty jokes. Yeah. about masturbation. He wasn't a prude. Oh, I see. But he was still a man of God. I've just say. never heard anybody say that that phrase. You haven't? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't hang out with enough old people. Apparently, his name so. was Mister McMurrin. Hmm. And one day, for about four weeks, he had this. One day for four weeks. For about four weeks, he had this thing sticking out of his neck. I don't know what it like was. Like a goiter? I get it. It looked like, it looked like as if you had popped a zit and the, and the pus had just like extended out and then stayed. Ugh. And it just, for yeah, like weeks. Like weeks and I don't fucking know Gross. what it was. Mr. McMurrin. And he had seen the movie The Ten Commandments like over 200 times. Really? Because he watched it every year with his classes. Mm -hmm. And he had this many classes and he's been teaching for this many years. So he would like every year he'd like strike it off in his book. (laughs) Seen The Ten Commandments 203 times now. (laughs) Seen it 204 times. Like, yeah. And he always watched Ten Commandments. That was his thing. Hmm. And he would make us recite Bible verses and then innocently gloat about when people would graduate and then recite Bible verses to him, like going through the line, shaking teachers' hands, and he always, like, really, he liked it a lot. Like, I use gloat as not a pretentious term, but, like, he was very proud uh, when students would do that, you know. Luckily, I didn't graduate from Fenwick, so I didn't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Made it out easy. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched, I finished watching, like, a 13-part series uh, of, like, psychological breakdown um, of Genesis, basically. Hmm. It was really interesting. I bet. Did you watch it or just listen to it? Is it just him talking the videos anyway? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he's, it's a guy doing lectures. He's a psychologist. Um, But it was really, really neat. Um actually uh opened my mind a little bit yeah about the not just writing all the stories off and saying oh okay i can see how some of this might be applicable the lessons and such i've always you know? thought the lessons are applicable I yeah i just don't think that the well when you're trying to force it to fit with like whatever modern scientific evidence you have that's when you start running into problems but i don't think you if you really examine a lot of those those stories that there's still gold to be mined if you will if you're 
if you're open enough to at least say, okay, well, we don't have to look at it literally, but maybe if we examine this, that there's something worth looking at there. No, I agree. We've dealt with people in the past who have been absolutely against any sort of admission like that. Um, I don't know, like I said, I've always thought that the lessons of stories from the Bible and whatnot are very important, but maybe it's possibly it's because I went to Catholic school for a long time and so I learned all of these stories and was taught the lessons or whatever but in my age now I don't think that the things I don't think a lot of the things the Bible teaches should be followed because they're in the Bible Mm -hmm. they should be followed because it's just like a morally right thing Mm -hmm. to do Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need the Bible to tell me to be a good person. I'm just going to do it because it's better to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know what I mean? But I think that it's an important literary work to to teach good things. I think there's a lot of shit in it. Yeah. But I think that some of well, the but, stuff But the thing is, really is like a lot of the shit... Just because it's in the Bible and you, someone's doing doesn't it, doesn't mean there, you doesn't have mean to that, apply it. And it doesn't even mean that the Bible was saying this is a good thing to do. Right. It's like some people in the Bible are shit people. Yeah. Just because they're doing that in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing that everyone should be doing. Yeah, like nobody should be going out and pretending to sacrifice their kids, Abraham. Yeah, probably not. But that's <laughs> well, that was that was one of the stories. I was dissecting that a little bit and be like what exactly is going on here? Right. You know, and maybe there's something beneath the surface other than just like this guy's hearing voices and he's crazy and he's going out and he's about to sacrifice his son. And God is testing his, his loyalty basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is it saying something more than that? And it's like, well, yeah, there's like a two hour lecture all about it, you know? And so, yeah, but it's, it's interesting. It made me think that like if church would have been more like that, as opposed to just someone reading the story and then, like, I don't know, yelling at you, basically, then maybe yeah. church would be a little more um, acceptable, more... I don't think most people that attend church would be um, super interested in listening to 13 hours of, of lectures. Like, Well, they go of, every week anyhow. Well, I, know, but so. I, mean, like, I mean, like, the kind of stuff that he's delving into is not, like, something that your, I think, average modern person is gonna, like, be excited to sit through. But that's the problem. Well, I know. But is just, that, I mean, like, your average, your average person <clears throat> doesn't want to hear a psychological breakdown of Abraham, you know, like, during the homily at Mass. Right. Like, and I don't, I never went to a church where they, like, yelled at you. There well, yeah, are plenty but, of them. I know, yeah. I, I understand what you meant. That's what I'm saying. This is the, it's you more get the, preached at, but, like, yeah. I think, you know, like, I don't think that a lot of times, like, the homily after the gospel reading, it really sort of just probably scratches the surface as to what the stories are talking about, you know, and all of it just boils down to be a good person, which I'm like, 
why do you have to believe in God to be a good person? Like, just fucking be a good person, you know? You well, I think like, the... It's the, because people are, want redemption, like... Well, it's like the, the stories, well, from this guy's point of view, is like, if you go way back, mm-hmm. it's like people were acting in a certain way, and certain things worked, and other things didn't. And so, if you can imagine, like, if you imagine Moses traveling through the desert for months and months with the same group of people and he's kind of the guy in charge and he's like the mediator and people are always coming to him with their problems and he's seen it over and over again like this this problem happened because this rule wasn't being followed not necessarily thinking that but he's noticing these things subconsciously and then at a point it kind of clicks with him and it's like oh shit here are the things that all these people are doing that we shouldn't be doing and it's like that epiphany is kind of like your Ten Commandments, if you will. Right. A list of the most basic shit that people are doing wrong that is leading to these horrible problems that people are getting themselves into over and over again. Yeah. And so then he's like, all right, look, stop. You keep coming to me and asking me for help on all this shit. Here's what you're all doing wrong over yeah. and over again. It Don't boils down people. to like these things yeah. right here. So stop doing these things and you're going to be much better off. And so that's where like maybe some people have this moral intuition where they just naturally kind of do the right thing and others kind of need it spelled out for them in that sense where it's like, oh shit, that guy I've been going to for the past six months to solve my problems for me just said, here are 10 things that you've been doing wrong this whole time. And if you stop doing these, then your life's going to be much easier and you're going to have a much better time. So that's kind of like just one way of looking at that whole story right. where, yeah, you, it'd be nice if people didn't have to have it spelled out for them, but it seems but some like, people do. yeah. I think that's what a lot of churches is just people like, they like somebody else to do all the work and then regurgitate it for them so mm-hmm. that they don't have to like process and think, I mean, not that some people just, either can't do that or they don't want to put in the effort or yeah. maybe they just they just like it tied up into like a nice little package which is why I think church is so simplified is so that people can easily understand what you're trying to say and mm-hmm. they're like oh okay I can do that and so yeah, I, don't know. <clears throat> I don't know I did see a video today from Vice so I like pretty trust it you know because it's Vice and I think they just are weird um, about a trio of exorcist teenage girls mm-hmm. and I at first I was like oh this is kind of cool like even though I think exorcism is ridiculous yeah I think I was like oh this this ought to be a good story you yeah know? and then like you know a minute into the story it talked about how one of the girl's fathers was like a hopeful televangelist and I was just like immediately as soon as they said hopeful televangelist I was just like this dude is fucking in it for the money yeah like and apparently he he basically wanted to be the next Joel Osteen Mm -hmm. but a video of him went viral like exercising somebody of homosexuality Mm -hmm. and then there was like outcry like (laughs) nope can't do that and so he didn't, you know, he didn't become as famous 
uh, his televangelism didn't take off. Yeah. But he maintains that half the world's population is possessed by demons. So he groomed his daughter and her two friends Mm -hmm. to become exorcists, and they travel the world exorcising people. Sounds like a Kevin Smith movie. I know, that's what I was going to say. I posted it on Lindsay's timeline, (laughs) and literally I put... Because in the video it says this isn't this is not the next occult TV show. Yeah. So I put that in quotes and then I was like, but it does make an amazing movie premise. Yeah. I would love to see a movie of three teenage girls traveling the world exercising people. That sounds amazing. What do you think? Um, if it was a Kevin Smith movie, what do you think it would be called? Exer tweens. <laughs> Maybe what you said. This, this is, is not, not the next occult TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Where this is not the next occult movie. Uh-huh. My Life as a Teenage Exorcist. Mm-hmm. That would be its TV title. Yeah. That's not a Kevin Smith title. That would be the TV title. Hmm. I like. I feel like I have an idea, and then I'm like, he called his movie Yoga Hosiers. Like, what the fuck do yeah. you, you know? It would have to, it'd have to be a pun. Exorcism. <clears throat> Exorcism is pretty good. Hmm. Because, like... You know, you think, like, Clerks is very descriptive of what the movie is. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is, like, a call to Empire. Jersey Girl is about a Jersey girl. Oh, wait. Mall rats. Hold on, hold on. It's a family? Yeah. Exorcises. Exorcises. Yeah. Yes. That's (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's one girl, and then their friends friends are sisters. I think they should be sisters. Yeah. No, like, scrap the three people, break it down to two, make them sisters, exorcises. Love it. Yep. Or exorcissies. Exorcissies. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's your... Kevin Smith, if you're listening, Mm. you should make a movie called Exorcissies. (laughs) I'm sure he's listening right now. Probably. Lily Rose Depp and... What's his name? Hey, uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn Smith. There yeah. you go. Just get them back together. Just get them together. Exorcisties. I'm into I will it. be there. That would be so awesome. I will drive to Indiana Comic Con again. Yeah. Who's, who's the televangelist? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. If he would do it. Yeah. He probably would. I like that you're treating this like it's seriously going to happen. It would. I, I wouldn't mind to see Walt Flanagan in it. That'd be funny. No... Johnny Depp is the televangelist father. Mm-hmm. Walt Flanagan is like the archbishop. I was just thinking. I was I was imagining Walt Flanagan like in more of a Catholic priest. Yeah. Role. Yeah. You know? Or fuck it, like Walt Flanagan's the pope. Okay. You know, and he he blesses the exorcisties. Yeah. To you know to go and do God's work or mm-hmm. whatever he makes his appearance <clears throat> like. And it's funny, you know what's funny that people don't realize is, like, Kevin Smith is still, like, a practicing Catholic. Is he? Yeah. Like, I found, I stumbled upon an interview recently that he would, he actually 
was featured on some, it was like a straight up Christian website when uh, like Jersey Girls came out and he did this interview about how like it's not something he talks about like in the public and he's not, obviously he's not a Bible thumper. But it's one of the things he thought was funny about when people got so pissed off when he made dogma. He was like, I'm a Catholic. He's like, I literally believe this, but I think that also, well, I think it's the beginning of dogma. He's like, shows a picture of a duckbill platypus. And he says like proof that God has a sense of humor, (laughs) you know, but, but people got so pissed off about that movie and picketing it at theaters when it was showing and all that stuff and people religious you know zealots 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 that's the problem yeah fuck them all obviously if you can be a religious person you're still as cool as Kevin Smith yeah that it's not necessarily that that's the problem it's the way that you handle yourself yeah as a member of the faith or what have you right so People always talk about education at Catholic schools. Do you feel like having gone to public and private, like with the Catholic school, that you got a better education when you were in Catholic school or no difference? I don't think so. I mean, like... I don't know. I... In the public school that I went to, you know, I only went for like a year two two year year and a half year and three quarters ish and it was like you know when i went there it was only 34 kids or you know and then my second year was like 57 kids so i have never i never was in just like age i never went to like middletown high school you know where it's just like public everybody goes there whatever yeah um, so I don't know exact really how much comparison I can give it, but and and also when I was in public high school, it was all online learning. Nobody was teaching me a class unless it was an art class. Hmm. So I don't know how much comparison I can really give it, but like the stuff that I was learning online versus the stuff I was learning at Catholic school, like it's mm. it's the same thing. You learn the same shit, except you have religion class. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, do they do they like put up with less? It's like I don't, I don't know. I don't do kids think so. fuck around as much? In- Maybe. Well, that's okay. That's what I was trying to get at with public school. My perception of public school, because I've never been to one, is that the kids are very disruptive, and you know, mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck about the teachers. Obviously, that's probably wrong. Well, let me just ask you how this scenario would have gone. I remember when I was in science class one day in, like, ninth grade, I had my CD Walkman uh-huh. sitting next to me on, on the floor, and I had my, I had my uh, like, headphones around my neck or whatever, and the science teacher, like, told me to take them off, and I just, like, ignored him. <laughs> and I was, like, doing my thing, and he, he, like, walked over, and he just reached down, and he like unplugged my Walkman from my headphones and he took it behind his desk and put it in his drawer and then he went back to doing what he was doing and this other kid in my class well it was Matt Dobson uh this other kid Jess knows him and uh he was like 
Emil, it was Mr. Emil, that's his class. He's like, Emil, give it back to him. And he just like ignored him and kept like writing whatever on the board. And he's like, hey, Emil, give him a CD player back. And I was just like sitting there and they were both like ignoring each other. This kid, Matt, got up and walked around from his seat and went behind the teacher's desk and opened the drawer and like got my Walkman out and brought it back to me and put it down. I'm <laughs> just like, dang, you're both being dicks. I I didn't do shit. You I were was, listening after he told you to put it away, and you're well, like, oh, I, don't I was give a shit. like, I was, I was like music. in the middle of my. We we're like doing a worksheet or something, yeah. and I was just like, you know, leave me alone, whatever. But like, he didn't do anything, and like, then he. Well, he probably because he knows Dawson's dad is like a, the mob, right? <laughs> and isn't that what you always told me? No, it's a joke. It's a joke. He's just—he's just like a rough and tumble, like mm-hmm. East Coast guy. People. I don't that think kills people. No, he's not. He's like. A... So Emil was probably like, "Well, Matt Dobson said so." No, he's just, he's just. Well, first of all, we wouldn't have called our teachers just without misses. Yeah. yeah, everybody was misses, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't have without misses. <clears throat> um you wouldn't have even had headphones around your neck in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Like, that just didn't happen. You had a very laid-back school, because we didn't... Like, our school was not allowed to do any of the shit that you guys were allowed to do. Like, I didn't get to go to lunch. I didn't get to leave. Yeah, did you guys get to leave for lunch? In public, when I was at the... When I was at Butler Tech, we were allowed to leave for lunch. Yeah. I had to make up, like, exorbitant lies and have you calling as my dad just to leave for, like, an hour... Like, we didn't get to do anything like that. Um, but at, no, at Fenwick, no, you just went to the lunchroom. At John 23rd, you went to the lunchroom. Um, I think, I I guess, again, I, I'm making huge assumptions, but I guess the higher education that Catholic schools, like, advertise or promise isn't necessarily a higher education it's that they are slightly slightly more disciplined with the kids yeah like they Do they still smack your hand no no that's a that's a dead no practice they started doing that in texas again well that's not mess with texas yeah not dead in texas um i don't know like i just Whitney's always telling me how much more premium Kayleen's school is as compared to Lazarus's because it's I really don't a like, private I don't school. Think so like she's always like, maybe oh that's why I'm so glad we're in private school because it's just different. That doesn't sound right at all. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> like kids still misbehave. Nobody got sent to the principal's office that often. You know. You know when I got sent to the principal's office and I didn't go. I didn't Did you just go. Never listen. Not when it was unjust. I was. A, <laughs> You're just like a dick in school well, all the time. I was, was. I was a senior in high school. I was 17 years old, and I walked into my art class, and we had assigned seats, and my seat had you know those shitty old plastic seats with like the slots. Mm-hmm. You know, like three slots, and it was just like a little fucking little plastic seat. Yeah. Well, I walked in, and my seat was covered 
in like plaster dust. Like like someone had dumped baby powder all over my seat, but it was like plaster dust. Did they have like a like were they doing sculpting or like Yeah, like some some project had taken they were doing something like that in, in the period before mine and I got to my table and this teacher was the worst. She was I never clashed with any teacher as much as I did this lady through my entire school career and it was like right at the very end and I got up to my my chair and she was like Nick sit down and I pulled my chair out and it was like there's plaster like all over my seat I don't want to sit here she's like sit down it's like I just need to wipe the plaster off my seat and she's like I don't care sit down and I was like no I'm going to wipe my chair off before I sit down and I walked up to the front of the class and I started getting paper towels from the paper towel dispenser and and she was just telling me the whole time she's like yelling at me she's like take your seat take your seat take your seat now it's like no I am not going to sit down because my chair is covered in plaster just let me wipe it off and she wouldn't do it and so as I like got the stuff and I like got a wet paper towel and I'm like wiping my chair off she was like go to the hallway go to the principal's office right now. And I was like, no. And I just continued to wipe my chair off. And she was like, go to the principal's office. And I was like, no. And I just cleaned my chair off and sat down. And she just like went back to teaching the class and like didn't say anything else about it. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? Were you like, the only one with a plaster chair? Yes. Nobody else had to sit in plaster? No. Did, were you late? No. <laughs> I, it was like the most mind-boggling interaction I'd ever had with a teacher in my life. I was like thinking to myself, why are you fucking insane right now? Probably because like, all the mold. Why are you insane? Just, you had the weirdest teachers. All the stories you've told me about your teachers in school were we had just the, terrible. We had the, the donut lady. Well, that was like first grade. That's Did I ever tell worse. you about her? The donut lady? Yeah. No. My first grade teacher... So she first liked, grade, you're like a six year old. You're like Lazarus's age. She liked. She also confiscated my Fangoria magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing shit back then. Because it was like I think the cover was like whatever new Nightmare on Elm Street had come out, <clears throat> and I was like reading it in class one day in like free time, and she walked over to my desk and she's like, "What is that?" It's like this magazine my mom bought me, and she's like, "That's inappropriate," and like took it and. Like, gave it back at the end of the day. I just don't bring this back to school. And I was like, fine, whatever. But, um, okay. I thought that post was that Tim Curry had died. Oh, no. It's very <laughs> it's like, <dapper>. No! <laughs> it's a very dapper Tim Curry right there. Oh, Tim Curry. But the same teacher, she used to bring in a box of donuts every morning. Every and, day? Yeah. Like, every day she would have, like, her little box of donuts and she would have them on her desk. And she would be sitting there drinking her coffee. And when we start, like, doing our first worksheet for the day, which was, like, the first thing we did, and everyone's being quiet, and she would stop and, like, reach and grab a donut, and she'd be like, You have told me about yeah. her. And she'd start smacking her lips really what a loud. Bitch. And then she would, like, talk to us, and she'd say, like, I bet all of you kids wish that you could have a donut right God, now. Mm. Like, what a weird mm. fetish, you know? It's got to be some sort of weird fetish. It's like, was yeah, she fat? absolutely. No. She wasn't? Mm-mm, no, if she you wasn't. ate a box of donuts every morning. Well, I don't think it was like 12. It was like a smaller box, you know. Maybe Still. she had like her. 
four, three or four three. donuts or whatever. Jesus, though, that's like that's like close to a thousand <laughs> calories. She, well, maybe she's an avid runner. She might, yeah, she might have been doing aerobics when Marathon she got off. training. But Man. she would do that, yeah. I hate. I wish school. I had that metabolism. I hated school. I did not like school, just like at all. Mm-hmm. None of it. I liked art class. Yeah, exactly. I liked art class. Of course, my mom was my art teacher from, like, first grade to eighth grade. Oh, that's cool. So, like, that was super dope. Um, I liked in-between classes. That was always a fun time. Well, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed... (laughs) because you're not in class. Yeah, I enjoyed every part of school that didn't have to do with me learning something. And I liked my Western culture and psychology class because my teacher, Mr. Sparrow, was a big wrestling fan. Uh, Apparently you just you just had a good time in school because you were just fucking off the whole time. No, not the whole time. I had a four up until my junior year, and then I then it there. went to hell when I met there. you, my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> I had a. He did have a four I had, met me. I had bad grades mostly. In my well, se- my senior year, I had a zero. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. I didn't do shit. Dude, I went to school in my pajamas almost every day, and I was late almost every day. I switched schools because I was doing so poorly at Fenwick. Mm. I would absolutely... I'd go to school. I stayed awake for English class, and probably, like, science class, like, whatever. I don't know. Religion class, I always debated... With the teacher, because first of all, he was a former priest. Uh-huh. And if you're a former priest, you're already fucking up. What does that like, mean? Does that mean you got booted? Okay, well, I kind of still stand by my statement, but my grandpa was in the seminary for a little bit and then left. And my grandpa was like an amazing person. Yeah. But <laughs> this guy, um,. He was on track to be a priest and then left the seminary to get married. Okay. Which is probably what my grandpa did too. But I didn't like this guy. He was just like kind of a dude. <laughs> he He's kind of a dude. He sucked. Yeah. I just like argued with him a lot. Because by junior year, this was junior year, I was like, man, religion's ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know? So anyways. So I would like argue with my religion teacher and then I slept through math class period i would like mm. go sit down at my desk and just sl- put my head down and sleep i don't know why my teacher never woke me up like i don't know why like one time i specifically remember i drew like all through his class and then after class went up to his desk and i was like look what i did <laughs> And he was like, shouldn't you be doing math? And I was just like, nah. <laughs> and just like, le- well, you know, left because the bell had rang or whatever. Yeah. And like, he was a really, he was a nice guy. He was young. I mean, I was, what, junior? I was like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And he was probably in his mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, looking back, yeah, I was, to- I was a total asshole. But... That's why I switched schools. My parents pulled me out third semester of junior year, and I went to work full-time until, you know, like, senior year rolled around, because they were just like, you're not doing anything at Fenwick. And I was like, nope, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just going to school and not doing anything. (laughs) 
And they were like, well, if you're not going to do anything, let's put you somewhere where you're going to do something. And I was like, okay. And they put me in an art school, oh, so go. go my parents. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, dude, junior year was just like, <clears throat> I, I fucking didn't do anything. Yeah. Ever. Well, my mom was like in the middle of mustering the courage up to leave my former stepdad at the time. So every day when I got home, it was like there was some drama going on there. They were either fighting or they had just fought and he had left and gone somewhere and I was talking to my mom about family stuff and then I would just start dating Jess. So I, I had that was like stuff. and that was like the only thing I really kind of gave a shit about at the point at Aww. that point. So being bothered to even get up to go to school. I was just like, nah. We were both dealing with some pretty like, heavy stuff our senior yeah. years, you know? So I would just, I would wake up, like, when I was supposed to be at school. Right. And I would drive to McDonald's and, like, eat breakfast in the parking lot and take my time. <laughs> and then I would go to school when I was damn well ready. And then, you know, it was like... Again, I'm, your school's flexible. I would have been expelled if I did that. Well, we got these little stupid passes or whatever. And, I was just and you like, got to even graduate early, even with your zero. I did, because I had done so much good work up to that <laughs> point. It was like I could afford a zero, and I still graduated with like a 3.1, because <laughs> I had put in the work up to that point, and yeah, so. Well, we don't advocate for fucking off in school. No, but. I don't. If it's not for you, I don't think it's for you. Like, no. if, especially high school and grade school, like, you kind of have to do your due, mm -hmm. you know, and, like, and graduate. But, yeah. like, if college isn't for you, don't fucking go to college. And you know what? And here's a good thing is, like, I, I went to college finally, and I only went one semester. Yeah. But I was, like, 26. Yeah. When I got out of high school, I was so done with it. I think so many people feel like they have to go to college right after high school. Uh -huh. And then they get there, and they get three years in, and their mind's just, like, blown because they still don't even know what they want to do. Yeah. But they're going to graduate with a degree in something, and by that mm. point, they've already used up all their schooling. And they don't even know what they really want to do yet, so they get a bullshit degree that they don't even want to use. That's what I, did. I feel like if the right way to do it is to wait until you feel like you're passionate about something and yeah. then it's like when I I was like, Oh man, I really enjoy like psychology and philosophy. But I was in my mid twenties. Right. I was like, Well I'm gonna go to school and see what this is like now and then I got there and I realized again that like before you can even get to that stuff, they're making me take student success courses where you have to learn how to fill out a daily planner. And I'm like, I'm paying thousands of dollars for this. Yeah. And I'm like almost so dumb. I'm like, it's just the way I'm, to eat up your money. It's yeah. It it's like I'm over the halfway mark to 30 here in my 20s. And you're telling me I need to take a class about how to fill out a daily planner. Yeah. Mm, I know. Well. I, you know, the only person I've ever met that went to college with a plan, got through college with <clears throat> on plan, and then did what they wanted to do was Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. She went to school, got a BFA in fine art, mm -hmm. and, uh, well, BFA is Bachelor of Fine yeah. Arts, mm -hmm. got a BFA, 
with the intention the entire time of being a tattoo artist and she told scholarships that she wanted to be an art teacher to mm-hmm. get scholarships yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but she graduated four years like good grades and everything made it through art school at uc and then immediately i mean she got a little lucky but immediately got an apprenticeship at truth and triumph and that's what she wanted to do and she's like the only i mean my mom you know eventually became an art teacher and and got her master's in education and you know has a bachelor of fine arts and everything but yeah the only person I've ever met that makes use of her degree or their degree is is Lindsay. Mm-hmm. She went with a plan, got a degree, came out and did is doing what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. See, I did the opposite. I went into school without a plan and a full, I had a full ride scholarship. So I went for for two years and then, you know, I got all my gen eds out of the way. And then it was like, you have to decide on a major if you don't like... You can't keep going. And I cycled, well, like, you know, my, my sophomore year, I kept cycling through different majors and trying different things and couldn't settle on anything. And got into my second year, finished that, <clears throat> and then just was like, well, I am, this is where I'm stuck. So I left. And But now you'd have to start all over again, wouldn't you, if you wanted um, to go back and finish? Because I think it expires think at this, after. At this point, well, that was the, the issue I ran into as well, because, like, I transferred school so many times that, like, not all my credits carried over because I went, there were, like, different classes of schools that I went yeah. to. Um, and my scholarship, the last time around, didn't carry through because I had a full ride at Tennessee. That transferred to Wright State. Um, and then when I stopped playing softball after my first year, I had to start paying for my own my own way. And then when it was my own money or my parents' money, whatever, um, it became very real that, like, oh... If I'm not serious about this and there's not something that I'm passionate about doing, I don't want to waste any more time or money. So I, I left to figure out what I wanted to do, and then that's when I got into tattooing. But not thank just, God, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, because you're amazing. Oh, well, thank you. But I, I I didn't have a set plan. That wasn't like what I wanted to do initially. But I just kind of stumbled into it and found a passion for it. But I've always I've always done art, so it's not like I was just. Like, I still have an idea to go back to school at some point. I'd like to. Because I enjoyed college, I did. I liked driving to school. I well, liked my morning that's not routine. That's a good reason to throw out like forty grand, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that there's, there's some good stuff to be, there's. But like you just again, said, I, there's something to be learned there, but I think it needs to be, from the right place. How long are we in? An hour, almost an hour and a half. Oh, oh wow, this is one of the longer ones in a, yeah. in a good while. I have to. You have to get out He's of here a little bit. All right. Well, we'll we'll stop here. This is good. It's good. I want. I was so, waiting for you to finish your statement, and then I was going to be like, No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, I my statement was pretty much that I I still would like to to go to school at some point, but I don't I don't want it to be. I'd like to find a way to do it without. I'd like to find a way to do it without having to be put through the ringer. Let's say. Well, uh, yeah, I get that. You can get all yeah. those, a lot of those courses online now where you can just partake. Yeah, well. You know, you were just listening to we'll a fucking Harvard lecture yesterday, so. I know, it's, it's so crazy. you don't even need to pay to go to school anymore. It's like, yeah, but people are only, unfortunately, <clears throat> people do not want to listen to you if you don't have this document 
Well, you know, as crazy as that is, it doesn't matter how much you know. It's like, well, where did you graduate from, or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, change the way people look at it. Mm. You know. All right. Well, thank you, chefs. Stay tuned for the outro. Yep. enjoyed that program there that was, that's what we got for you this week so until next time um, stay in touch with us all across social media and the internet starting with superdivorceme.com it is your one stop shop for the superdivorce superverse superdivorce superverse yeah and uh, you can go there at superdivorceme.com <laughs> check us out there um Facebook.com slash SuperDivorce. Instagram at SuperDivorceBand. Twitter. so fast. Twitter at SuperDivorce. If you want to follow me on social media, just look up at Nicholas Villars and see if you find me. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me. Your best bet is on Instagram at BenderButt. And I'm at Jesse Villars. That's a J-E-S-S-I-E. Yeah. And if you want to play... Oh. And also... Oh, uh, Studio 85 yeah. Tattoo as well. That's right. A lot of talented people there. That's right. Want to play some PC games with me? Venom underscore Velars is my name on Steam. So add me and yeah. we'll play Lawbreakers. Not next week, but very soon we are going to bring you the Wishmaster Warlock franchise face-off. Which will be the harbinger of the return of... Super, super scary. scary for one week only in October. Oh, we're gonna man. do super scary videos. Seven days of new sco- super scary, scoop yeah. scary, <laughs> super scary, super scary videos. Super and scary. Uh, please make sure to check us out on YouTube. Search Super Divorce. Go to our channel. Please watch monster movies. We just released a two-parter. We review me and my mom review the 1990s It. TV series and the brand new 2017 It movie. Uh, two weeks from now, we will release episode three, which is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Ooh. After that, we will release uh, The Strangers. Yeah. And then after that is going to be Todd Browning's Freaks, but we haven't recorded that yet. A lot of good stuff to look forward to. Yep. You know? So please watch Momster Movies because it's awesome. And subscribe on YouTube. Yes. When we hit 100 subscribers, we're about halfway there. We are. We, we have, have 49. Yeah. 49 subscribers. Ooh, I'll, I'll subscribe. Well, good. Yes. Then we'll be halfway. And once Ooh. once we hit 100, then we can get our own slash Super Divorce URL on yeah. YouTube. YouTube.com slash Super Divorce. So please subscribe. Watch Monster Movies. Watch Super Divorce Gets Beer. Watch Super Divorce Goes Shopping. Watch our music videos. And also, if you want to go back... We have uh, just begun uploading the classic episodes of the Supercast on YouTube as well. So I think um, episodes 1 through 10 are available right now. And, um, and we'll have more up uh, every day. So check that out and uh, subscribe. Stay in touch with us. And we will see you next week, chefs.
Bye-bye. Super divorce.